Welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming. Is that right? Welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. That was weird. Um, in this episode, I will be talking about the house. <laughs> oh. The House of the Dead, a 2003 film. I'm watching it on Plex. I don't know what Plex is, but I went to JustWatch.com. And I saw that streaming on Plex for free. I'm going to try to do a commentary on it. We'll see how it goes. It's probably going to be a mess, just like the rest of these episodes. And there are ads in it, so there's there's nothing I can do. I'm not going to pay for this movie. It's a Yui Bowl movie. Which I shouldn't say it with that kind of um, intonation, because I've never seen a Yui Bowl. I just know him from reputation. But... Um, so I'm just going to start it. It's an hour, 29 minutes and 57 seconds. Once again, Plex, House of the Dead. If you want to watch along, but, but again, there's ads. So whatever. I'm going to say one, two, three, play. Let's play it. One, two, three, play. Bowl KG Production presents. Whatever that means. All right. Um I guess the credits are playing. I don't know how much I want to get into this, but I had ju- I went had to go to jury duty uh a few days ago. Oh boy. Okay, I got the captions going. Got a static TV. I don't think I don't know how this episode's going to go cuz I've never seen this movie before. So I feel like I'm going to be pretty distracted because I mean already there was like at least 2 full minutes of dead air right now because I was con- distracted by the movie cuz I've never seen it before. But so let me just try to get through this quick. I went to jury duty. I hate jury duty. If there's three things in the world that I hate, jury duty would be on that list. I think it's a monumental waste of time. I think everyone agrees that it's a monumental waste of time. Um, There are some people out there who don't care when they receive a summons. They just don't respond to it. They don't go. They don't respond. They don't care. And I don't know how how long you can do that because they, they, they do issue warnings like failure to respond to this can result in a fine or prison time or both. And that uh, that scares most people, including me. So I went. I went to do my duty, my civic duty. Um, it's very dumb. If you've never experienced it, I hope you never do. I have... I feel like they've they've been gunning for me because I get the summons all the time. All right, we got some two whiteies uh, throwing. Oh boy, terrible narration. Um, I'm not gonna know what this movie is about anyway, so I guess I'll just continue my jury duty. We got a hot blonde in the picture. Pure eye candy. 
Who's Foxy Brown? This voiceover is is terrible. It kind of gives me hope. I kind of want to. How 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 does one break into the voiceover industry? I have possibly the the most boring voice, most boring monotone voice. Um, this side of the hemisphere. So I don't think I have a, a chance of making it in the voiceover industry, but what the fuck? How does this guy get this voiceover job? Um, jury duty. Um, it was a terrible experience. Most of the time it's doing nothing, sitting and waiting for something to happen. They call your name. They dismiss you. They call you into a jury session. It's it's bad, and people try to get out of it, and a lot of times they're successful. Like people are saying, I um, I don't get paid if I don't work. I'm a truck driver. I'm a business owner, etc. And the judge has to the judge has a certain there's the Sega quote unquote Easter egg, even though it's a huge banner. Um. I'm already getting bored with jury duty. Let me just get to the interesting points. There was an Indian guy. I'm not trying to be racially provocative here, but there was an Indian guy. I'm going to do a voice just because this is what he sounded like. All right? I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to make fun of him. I'm just trying to be accurate. So he um he's like, "Okay, sir, what hardship do you have?" He's like, I don't I don't not understand what is going on. I don't know what is happening. I don't know what I'm doing here. And the judge was like, "What um how, how are you a citizen?" He's like, "Yes, I am a citizen. Um how long have you been a citizen? 20 years." And he's like, "20 years." And he's having a full-on conversation. And then later on in the day, he actually gets picked as the first 18 to sit in the jury booth. There's Clint Howard. Oh, boy. Is that a Kingpin reference? Oh, that's not his hand. Um, so later on, he's like, I, I don't know what is uh, happening. I don't know what's going on here. And the judge is like, well, before you were telling us about your daughter's professions, now you're having a hard time. He was like trying to catch him in a lie. And I'm like, no, he's he's not lying. He he obviously has he has a hard time with the English language. Even the the court reporter who's kind of hot, she was like, "I don't understand what he's saying." Dismiss this man immediately. Let him go home and rest with his family. Like, what are you doing? Uh, the whole thing is just. You know, I've never played this uh actually I might have played this game in the in the the in the theater. What the fuck? In the arcade. It's the little what do you call it? Light gun or whatever. It's pretty fun, but it's it's not typically the type of game that I like. My brother's good at them, but I'm not Oh boy. It's called Spanish, Clint.
I feel like for a commentary, I should have watched this movie before doing this, but what are you going to do? I don't want to watch this movie twice is my point, I guess. So far, all of the acting has been pretty terrible. Oh, boy. Again, there's a lot of dead air because I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do a commentary. I was thinking about doing my normal segments, but then, then I'd be talking throughout the whole movie and ignoring the movie, which I don't. There's no point to any of this. Clint Howard is dressed up as like Curious George, is that his name, or his handler? The Will Ferrell character in that movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Will Fer- Ferrell's character's name, but he's dressed up like Will Ferrell's character in Curioso Giorgio. Let me look up at, at the Wikipedes. 2003 action horror film directed by Yui Bull from a screenplay by Dave Parker, whose name is not clickable on Wikipedia, and Mark A. Altman, um, who Mark A. Altman is a writer, producer, and actor, former Los Angeles bureau chief for Cinefantastique magazine. Los Angeles Bureau Chief? What does that mean? Sounds like he's a police officer. And was also a previous editor-in-chief of Sci-Fi Universe magazine. He has also been a writer for comic books. He's got a little fedora on his WonderCon 2015 Wikipedia picture. Um, He wrote for House of the Dead, House of the Dead 2, (coughs) Pardon Me, Dead or Alive, um Pandora creator showrunner executive producer 2019 to 2020 um I don't have no idea what that is um, He's a co-host of many podcasts Uh here's an ad It's a Craig, what's his name? Craig Williams? Craig Williams. Nope, Craig Roberts. Nope, Craig Robertson is a football player. Uh, Craig Robinson. It was a gain commercial. Now it's a Chevy commercial. I. I apologize. I don't know what I'm doing in life, uh, much less this podcast. I have no clue. But we're just watching the ads because I don't know how to skip through. I guess I could have tried the premium, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay the premium to play to watch House of the Dead. How much does Prex... Four ninety nine monthly? Jeez. So the writer of this movie has 
he wrote a bunch of books. Um, they shouldn't have killed his dog. The complete uncensored ass-kicking oral history of John Wick, Gun Fu, and the New Age of Fiction with Edward Gross, 2022. Secrets of the Force, the complete uncensored author- unauthorized oral history of Star Wars with Edward Gross, 2021. There are six ads on this. This was a terrible idea. Um, I think I think we can get through it if we just believe it. All right, back to the movie. They're at a creepy island, mountain island. So I missed the part where they were going and why they're going there. I'm going to go ahead and and surmise that it doesn't matter. Or This movie has a 3% approval rating, so like, I'm not... Holy... There's nudity in this movie. There's nudity in this movie. Suddenly I... I just got very uncomfortable with a, a a live mic in front of me. This guy won't go <laughs> this, this guy won't get into the water cuz it's cold even with a hot nude female. <laughs> What a little bitch. Um, now I want to find out who, what. <laughs> this guy's hurling. All right, and I got a. All right, that was probably a straight three minutes of dead air. Because I was kind of trying to pay attention to the movie. Oh, this guy just. <laughs> this guy just hurled into this girl's chest. One time, my, my friend gave me a a drink, called Fireball. And it, it, I don't know, part of the, it was the smell, it was the taste, it was strong alcohol. And I immediately like spit it, like like a spit take in Perfect Strangers, like pshh. And then he was like, you just spit up a $20 drink or however much it was. I don't think I paid for it. I want to look this actress up, but I don't... I'm assuming she's going to die soon so she, I don't know if she's going to be on the Wikipedia page um, let's check on that Imdaba um, Kira Clavel nope so, my, the 
Jurgen, Erica Durance, Bridget Stein. Let's check out Bridget Stein. Nope. Man, this girl is really nude. Elizabeth Rosen. Um, I don't think it's Elizabeth Rosen. Biff Naked? Your name is Biff Naked? Jesus Christ. There's all kinds of nudity in this movie. She's just showing it off to Clint Howard like it's nothing. Um. I don't know what this girl's name is. Ellie Connell. Johanna. Let's look up Johanna. What the fuck? It's Erica Durance. <laughs> she was the only one I recognized. Well, other than um, so her name was the only one I recognized from um. She, I think she played Lois Lane in like Smallville or something. But I didn't recognize her in this movie. Um. I don't know if she just looks different, but um, small. She was House of the Dead, two thousand three, and she was in Smallville. And oh boy, Oh god, a weird zoom effect. She was in Smallville from 2004 to 2011. I guess I just I'm not too familiar with how she looks, I guess. Um I did not recognize her at all. Anyway, jury duty was terrible, and I hated it. Um, I will say, once I got into the room and the judge started explaining anything, everything, it was kind of interesting, to be honest. The process is kind of interesting, and um, I'm, I'm actually kind of concerned how much I can say, just in terms of like, um, 
what do you call it? Privacy and um, confidentiality and whatever. Anyway, we were all dismissed the next day. I'll just say that one of the attorneys was COVID positive, so we were all dismissed. We were all relieved. Everyone just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Also, getting out of the parking lot the first day took about 40 minutes because, I don't know, maybe the gate attendant was incompetent or maybe people are incompetent paying. I, I don't know, but it took 40 minutes to get out. I feel like they should treat us like gods because we are taking time out of our day, not for anyone's favor. We are being forced to take time out of our day to do this um, under, you know, otherwise we get fined or imprisoned. So I feel like you should provide snacks, you should provide lunch, you should provide drinks, you should provide water. I think they treat us so badly, just there's no lunch, there's no drinks, nothing's provided, everything is, is hard. I think they just really want it to be as fair as possible. Like if no one wants to be here, then no one's getting a benefit. You know, if there's no benefit, then then the, the trial is truly fair because no one wants to be there. Which is good for you guys, but us, it's like, you're playing with people's lives here. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I don't know what the laws in other states are, but the first day you don't get paid anything. The second day you get paid $15 per day plus mileage. I don't know. I feel like employers should be forced to pay your employees because you are being forced to go to jury duty. So it's like if you're going to force us to do this and leave our jobs, like what if the trial lasts for three months? Anyway, I've been talking about jury duty for 20 minutes now. Oh, God. So there was a random flash of the actual video game that showed up in a for about a second interspliced in this movie i don't know why they did that um it, it wasn't cool it wasn't fun it wasn't interesting i do rem remember playing this game um my favorite i don't like i said i don't really play a lot of shooting games but my one of my favorites is i think it's called area 51 and I like getting those little green bullets and it makes the bullets explode a little wider. And it's a fun time. Um, I feel like I should increase the volume on this, but I'm also afraid because I don't... Oh, boy. Another ad. Nine ads. Jesus Christ. Um, a Nick Cage movie, a score to settle. I can't believe there's nine ads on this. I guess that's the price of watching shit for free. Damn, Angela Bassett looks great. 
It's not Rick Fox. Um, so here's a little ad for The Hunt, which I want to see after Pat Walsh mentioned it. I like Madge Mickelson. Only God Forgives with Ryan Gosling, who... Um, this movie got trashed, I believe, but Pat Walsh liked it. Um, some goodwill ad. I apologize if anyone's listening to this and trying to watch House of the Dead, but there's ads. There's nothing I can do about that. Um, again, I don't want to pay to watch House of the Dead. Oh my gosh. How I Live Now, a movie I've never heard before. Spider-Man was on the screen and he looked like a kindergartner. We're on ad eight of nine. Oh boy. Oh good, I can mute the ads. Why didn't I think about muting the ads earlier? It's so dumb. Um, oh, we're back in the movie. We got the two whites walking, blonde, and the black girl walking behind them. Brunette behind them. I gotta lower the movie. So all these people, I like I said, I don't recognize any of them, their names or their faces other than, well, I recognize Erica Durance's name, but not face, apparently. And I recognize Clint Howard, but I don't know the rest. Here's the cast. Jonathan Cherry as Rudy. I don't know any of these characters' names because I haven't been following the movie, but... Tyron Leitzo as Simon, Clint Howard as Salish, or Salish, Ona Grauer as Alicia, Ellie Cornell as Casper, Will Sanderson as Greg, Enuka Okuma as Karma, Kira Clavel as Liberty, Sonia Saloma as Cynthia, Michael Eklund as Hugh, David Palfi as Castillo, Jurgen Prochnow as Kirk. Um, Adam J. Harrington and Colin Lawrence portray Rogan and G, the protagonists of the first game. Matt and Johanna, the first victims of the zombie attack, are played by Steve Byers and Erica Durrance. Jay Brazo, Biff Naked, and Chris Pope appear as a captain, DJ, and raver, respectively. Elizabeth Rosen, who appeared in director U.V. Bull's previous film, Heart of America, plays Sky, Sega of America president Peter Moore, and House of the Dead game producer Rikia Nakagawa make uncredited, 
uncredited cameos as zombies. Why would why are Rogan and G the protagonists of the first game not featured as the main characters of this movie? That's weird. Um, again, I missed where the three of these characters are going. Here's Curious George, a.k.a. Clint Howard. Um, I guess I should mention I'm continuing my Higurashi adventure on Funimation. I have watched up through episode 8. I'm still a little confused. I find the the anime pretty creepy and eerie. But like I said before, it's um like the first four episodes I feel like is grouped because spoiler alert if you haven't watched Higurashi when they cry go. I think Curious George just ate it. Um, at the end of episode four, like some characters die, and then at the episode, at the beginning of episode five, the timeline resets or something because everyone's alive again. And then at the ep- end of episode eight, some characters die, and then episode nine, everything seems to be fine again. So I'm confusing. I'm hoping they will explain everything by the end of this. Otherwise, what's the point? I am enjoying it, and the creepy parts are pretty creepy and eerie, and I don't know. It It's interesting, but I was definitely more enthused about the series prior to watching it than I am now, but hopefully I can get through all 24 episodes or whatever it is. Um, but this is what always what happens with me. I, I get the 24 episode thing is always daunting to me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch 24 full episodes of this show that I'm not even sure if I, um, that I'm gonna like. Oh God! Whoever's idea what it was to intersplice seconds of game footage into this movie is, it's terrible. It's a stupid idea. The effects in this remind me of the first Resident Evil movie. Something about... I don't know how to explain it because I'm not a a, a film guy. But it just looks like the Halloween store makeup. And I don't know how to make it look realistic. Maybe it's the lighting. Maybe it's the camera. Maybe it's some sort of filter. Um, but like Resident Evil, it looked like people just Halloween store level makeup and the lighting was all off. It was too bright for a horror movie. And in this, like the, the little effects I've seen look pretty simple and just not good enough to be effective. Um, 
I can understand why people hate on Yui Bowl so far. Uh, I'm not enjoying this movie, and the performances have been terrible. Whoever's um, voiceover that was in the beginning was tor- terrible. Mama's going to give it to you. Is that sex talk? All right, so and we're at the part of the movie where this blonde girl is waiting on... I believe an an inflatable um, cushion of a bed or something. And she's waiting for a guy named Greg. And it looks like a zombie's about to eat her face off. Alright, zombies are coming in. Terrible effect. Um, I don't understand, like, Yui Bull, has he ever made a good movie? Let's look him up. One of the questions on Google, oh god, this makeup looks terrible. One of the questions on Google, on Google not Google, did Yui Bull make any good movies? Rampage, 2009. Um, Rampage. Let's look. Um, 2009 Rampage. It was Bull's first film to gain mainly positive reviews. The film was followed by two sequels, Rampage Capital Punishment 2014 and Rampage President Down 2016. Um, I wish there was a two-sentence synopsis, but there's paragraphs full. I'm assuming this is not Rampage based on the video game. Which is ironic because he makes a lot of movies about based on video games. I don't know who these new two new guys are. This guy looks like Will Turner. Oh boy. I don't know how 
the party just got bigger by about three people. I don't know who this Asian girl is. This guy looks like he belongs in Supernatural. Oh, God. Lazarus. I'm assuming it's a biblical reference about the guy who rose from the dead. Very clever. <laughs> I thought zombies couldn't swim. The rules change from every movie. I guess that's a good thing. I don't I don't know. It's also very confusing. But if every movie followed the same zombie rules, I guess that would be very boring. Alright, this movie's boring. Um let me look at my list of things I've watched. Sleepaway Camp. I'll just say that I, I watched it because I heard Pat Walsh talking about it, and he said two minutes two minutes into the movie, the chef was going after 10-year-old girls, which sounded comical. So I watched it, and sure enough, there was a, a chef who was, like, looking at these young gr- <laughs> girls, and he was like, yeah, look at all them freshies. Where I come from, we call them baldies. I was like, Jesus Christ, baldies. Disgusting character, but he gets his in the end. I will say whoever did the makeup effects, kudos to them because the the effect where the chef got covered in boiling water was very effective and there was like, there was like bubbles on his face bubbling. And I'm like, you know, for w- 80s movie or whatever that is, um, it was pretty effective. So kudos to the makeup team on that movie. I mean, Sleepaway Camp, that movie's, for example, much better than this movie. Sleepaway Camp came out in 1983. This movie came out 20 years later, and this movie's makeup sucks. The ending of Sleepaway Camp is nuts. It's crazy. It's surprising. It's shocking. It's one of the weirdest, craziest um, endings to a horror movie. I, I can't really say that because I don't watch a lot of horror, but I know it's known for its infamous ending. And I'm not going to ruin it for you. But it's a, it has a crazy ending. Um, the acting in this movie is very bad. It's very bad. Oh, we got to this movie where this lady sheriff, or what, who looks like a lady sheriff, Casper. Um, I watched a, I watched a, so I've talked about Korra a little bit before. I hate it, but I find it interesting sometimes. Some of the posts are interesting. Most of it, like most social media, is useless, pointless, dumb. And 
I saw a post. It was a comic, right? And the uh, more ads. Eleven ads. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm muting the ads. Eleven ads. So we'll get back to the movie in a bit. Um. So one of the posts. It was a comic. And I didn't really understand the comic, right? But let me see if I can. I'm not going to be able to find it in the next few seconds. So, uh, or maybe I will. Um, uh, let me just look. The electric comic Cora. Um, no, I don't think I'm going to find it. But basically. The comic was the this these parents have a baby, and the baby looks strange and unusual. The hands kind of look um, kind of weird, kind of elongated, maybe mutated. The eyes were like green. I guess that that's why I'm saying I was confused by the comic. I guess they were trying to show that there was something wrong with this baby. Maybe the baby was sick or sickly or something. So all of a sudden, the dad go- goes home and r- and draws up some sort of schematic for a robot. And the robot takes care of the girl when she grows up. Like she, It shows a little montage of the robot taking care of the girl throughout her life. She's there on her wedding day, and then at the end of the comic, at the end of the comic, she um, she's there on her deathbed, and then at the end of the comic, it says "Mission complete." That's the end. And I was just kind of confused because I feel like there should have been a panel that said like the dad was dying or something. Or the mom was dying. Because that wasn't established. Like why wouldn't the parents just take care of the daughter? They didn't really address that. Um, in the comic. It went straight from they had the baby. And then the the dad is drawing up the schematic for the robot. And then at the end of the comic. There, there was no mention of the mom or dad or anything. It just said mission complete the daughter i guess died as a grown-up and that was it so it was it was interesting but it was also confusing because i didn't really understand the the story the trajectory the arc nothing so we're back to the movie these zombies are coming out of the water onto um i was trying to think of a good nickname for this guy but i have nothing i guess this is mcgyvers which is a weird name for a ship captain, Captain Kirk, I believe is his name in this movie. So I look in the comments of this comic on Korra and someone kept mentioning, I sing the body electric. It it was mentioned a few times, so I look it up. And let me look it up now. I sing the body electric. And if you go to Wikipedia, so for example, Icing the Body Electric is the is episode 100 of the American television anthology series The Twilight Zone. 
1962 script was written by Ray Bradbury and became the basis for his 1969 short story of the same name, itself named after an 1855 Walt Whitman poem. Although Bradbury contributed several scripts to The Twilight Zone, this was the only one produced. So, um... So I watched the episode on Twilight. It's on the Twilight Zone. It's on Paramount Plus. My brother has a login. Um, I sing the body electric. And so the the gist of the episode is there is a a father who has three kids, two daughters and a son. And the dad is kind of arguing with the with the kid's aunt. I don't know if it's his sister or the the mom's sister, but the mom has passed, and the kids are upset, and the aunt is upset, and she's like, "I don't like how you're you guys are growing up. Um, I don't like it one bit, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to address it." And the dad's worried, but the dad loves the kids, but he's working all the time. So he can't be there for the kids as as much as he wants. So the son, I believe, looks in a magazine. He says, hey, look, dad, I sing the body electric. And then the dad's like, I sing the body electric. And basically, there's a company that makes robots that will take care of kids. So they go to the company, and one of the kids, I think her name is Anna, is like, she's very upset that the mom died, so she doesn't really want any part of this, but the other daughter and the other son are all for it. So they they pick the body parts for the robot, like the hair, the eyes, the voice, etc., and they, they call her grandma, but Anna still doesn't want um doesn't want her and she's very upset and she's like my mom left me she hated me she left me she ran away never came back and the grandma tries to comfort her blah 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 blah. anyway the episode ends with the three kids grown up and the grandma's like i'm leaving i'm gonna go back to the company and see what they want to do with me maybe i'll They'll strip me for parts. Maybe they'll assign me to a different family. Um, but I'm not one for goodbyes. So all three of you go upstairs. And, and that's the end of the episode. And I'm just, it wasn't really a satisfying conclusion. Neither was the comic. So between the comic... And, and I don't know if the comic was based on I Sing the Body Electric or the poem or Ray Bradbury or the episode... But I just saw that people kept referencing, hey, this is a kind of a ripoff of Icing the Body Electric. So between the comic and between the episode, I was pretty, left pretty unfulfilled. I was just like, meh. I was like, comic, meh. Twilight Zone episode, meh. Uh, I didn't... Uh, I was like, whatever. If I watched the Twilight Zone episode without having seen the comic, I might have liked it more. But I don't know. Um, I was thinking about reading I Sing the Body Electric on here, but it's 
fucking nine parts. We're at the part of the movie where they're going into the water and the zombies are eating everyone, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, this movie's dumb. But here it is. I sing the body electric, which is an interesting phrase. I don't really know what it means. By Walt Whitman. I sing the body electric, the armies of those I love engirth me and I engirth them. They will not let me off till I go with them, respond to them, and discorrupt them and charge them full with the charge of the soul. Was it doubted that those who corrupt their own bodies conceal themselves? And if those who defile the living are as bad as they who defile the dead, and if the body does not do fully as much as the soul, and if the body were not the soul, what is the soul? That's the first part. I don't know what the fuck that meant, so I'm exiting the tab now. Um, I'm sure it's a great poem, and I'm sure people can study it and get a lot of uh, fun from that. But I, I read it, and I didn't get it. I, di I didn't understand it. I just didn't. Um, here's the oh boy. Here's the Wikipedia page description of the poem. I sing the body electric is a poem by Walt Whitman from his 1855 collection Leaves of Grass. The poem is divided into nine sections, each celebrating a different aspect of human physicality. Its original publication, like the other poems in Leaves of Grass, did not have the title, did not have a title. In fact, the line, I sing the body electric, was not added until the 1867 edition. At the time, electric was not yet a commonly used term. Um, okay. Um, what else did I see? I watched Dead Asleep after Pat Walsh mentioned it on We'll See You in Hell, and it is about a a guy who, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Dead Asleep on Hulu, I'll de Morte. Um, Dead Asleep is about a guy who kills his best friend, who is a female, and he doesn't remember any of it. And basically, some experts believe or argue that he was sleepwalking, and he lost all control. When you sleepwalk, you have no control, you have... You have you basically have no control, so how are you going to put away this guy for life when he had no control over it? That was the argument. I basically think, you know, everyone can come up with their own theories and speculations and stuff. I basically think that... I mean, the weirdest part of the documentary is they mentioned this the day before he murdered her he was in his in her closet naked doing that universal like finger to the lips like shh signal and the way they they the way they portrayed that 
in in the documentary is by like these either claymation figures, not claymation because they're not moving, but clay figures or ceramic figures or something like that. But it's super creepy and they kept cutting to it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, please stop cutting to this super creepy ceramic figures of this uh, naked man in a closet crouching down doing the universal shh. It was very scary, actually. And they mention it, but I'm like, uh, hello? He wasn't sleepwalking when he was fucking naked, crouched down in her closet doing the universal shush symbol. There's something weird going on. Some, They didn't... I mean, I guess the only explanation was uh, we drank all day, I was fucked up, I was weird, I don't... But that's a very weird thing to do. Like, you need to address that. That would be my first question. Like, please, I don't care if we're here all day in the courtroom. Please answer, why were you crouching down naked in her closet doing the universal shush symbol? Um, So, long story short, my theory is basically that he fell in love with her or was in love with her and because she was coming she came back to the house to pick up her stuff to move to New York with her boyfriend so I'm assuming that he either professed his love to her and was like please don't go and she was like I have to go I'm sorry and then maybe he freaked out maybe he got angry Maybe he said, I'm in love with you, and she just flat out rejected him. And then he just lost it. Maybe he just didn't want her to go so badly that he just lost it. Who knows the truth? But um, it was, I liked the doc. I enjoyed it. It was pretty short. Like, for example, I'm watching another documentary right now called Captive Audience because Pat Walsh mentioned it too about Steven Stainer and I saw like the first episode is 49 minutes or something like that so obviously this is a multi-episode doc but Dead Asleep is like maybe 80-85 minutes and I like that part of it also I, I always I thought it was funny in the doc because everyone would ref, everyone would reference the guy and he's like everyone Various people were like, he's not very attractive, um, or he's kind of small, or he's not that big, or uh, he's not an attractive guy. And I just imagine him watching this doc and being like, bro, what the fuck? I may have murdered her, but I still have feelings. I mean, I was sleepwalking, um, but that made me laugh. Because they kept saying that the girl was very attractive and her sister was very attractive and he lived with these two attractive girls and he they just kept saying, he's not an attractive guy, he's small, he's not very big. It was just funny to me. Alright, we're at the part of the movie where one of the white douches is running around in the woods. It looks like he's going to get eaten by these... Zombies, oh wait, was it a dream sequence? 
Um, I don't know what that was. Oh, eight more ads on the docket. Um, what else can I talk about? I've been listening to a lot of Saves the Day lately because of the the live show that I went to. And I just feel like I'm in totally in love with the band right now. Um, I love Stay What You Are. But I'm I'm listening to In Reverie and I like a lot of the songs. I'm listening to Sound Alarm. I like a lot of the songs. I've been buying their CDs. Um, here's kind of a sad fact. Um, I purchased Sound Alarm on Amazon. It came and the case was all cracked. And I I figured I, sh- I could and should return it and be like, uh, this CD came broken, but I decided to just say fuck it and... Um, I just opened it up. I was like, whatever. And then I looked in my collection and I, I already owned it. So now I have two copies of Sound Alarm. According to Amazon, I purchased In Reverie in 2017, but I don't know where it is. So I, I purchased it on iTunes. And I plan to fill out my whole collection of their music. I'm just a big fan. I dedicated a whole bonus beat episode to Saves the Day, which is coming out. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it would have come out last Friday. But I'm recording this on August 25th, 2022, which is a Thursday. But the bonus episode is coming out tomorrow, uh, August 26th. But this episode comes out on Monday, so none of this matters. I repeat... None of this matters. Um, we're on ad 7 of 8. The ads go quickly, but they're still super annoying regardless. But I recommend if you, you check out uh, Saves the Day, if you like emo, if you like rock, if you like pop rock, um, I don't know if pop punk is accurate, but Stay What You Are is like, I would consider it a pop album, but it's like a pop rock maybe. Is is pop rock a genre? I'm not sure. Um, there's still 40 minutes of this movie left. That's pretty unbelievable. These ads are a fucking nightmare. Dogs are singing. Um, let me check Audacity to see if I'm still recording. I indeed am. On the recording on Audacity, I'm at 59 minutes. And I can't stop or pause or edit because I'm doing a commentary. Although I... I don't know. These ads are really ruining everything. Never forget ads ruin everything. All right. Ads ruin everything. Um, that's all I have for stuff I've watched. I'm going to continue Higarashi when they cry Gao. Um, uh, I have no plans on watching House of the Dead without again in my life other than the nude scenes. 
Um, what else is going on? Um, I I just realized that this guy is like Russian. Let me introduce you to my little friend. Um, let me look at the cast. Enuka Okuma. Working moms, what's that? Um, Kira Clavel. I'm going to go ahead and assume that none of these made it big. Other than Erica Durance. Durance, Durance. It kind of boggles my mind how people like Yui Bull can just continue on making movies and making money. Like, you would think making one bad movie, you're out. It's like, we're not going to give you another chance. You, we, gave, we gave you the opportunity to watch, to make one movie. It was bad. And so that's it. But no, they just keep. They just keep making movies, so I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so all the characters now have guns, apparently, and they are shooting at zombies. The effects are bad. Uh, here's a slow motion effect. Um... Oh boy. Oh god, the soundtrack sounds like a very bad Limp Biscuit uh cover band. Some weird, um, I don't even know what you would call it, rotating shots. I, I just want to emphasize I'm not enjoying any aspect of this movie. Except for Erica Durance. I don't... I don't know what he's trying to accomplish by these weird... Rotating effects. Should I just end the podcast now? I don't really feel like finishing the movie. And there's not really much else to say about the movie. Um, 
they're con- the characters are continuing to shoot at the zombies. The makeup is bad. Acting is bad. Music is terrible. We got a grenade in the mix. Fire in the hole, apparently. You know, House of the Dead, the remake, came out on Switch. I was semi-interested in in it. Oh, boy. But I ended up not getting it. I think it's on sale for $19.99 right now, but I don't know. How much am I really going to play it? What else can I talk about? Um, you know, I'm st- I'm still playing Super Mario Run on my phone, and I like it. And I feel like there are surprisingly there's surprisingly a lot to do in different modes of playing. It is repetitive, but I think. I think the point of it is that you can you play it real quick when you have a few seconds of time to play it. You know, and I I think the point is not to play it for 8 hours a, every day. If you if you can, I mean, you got you have too much time on your hands. But it, and also if you play it you um you're going to get bored of it pretty quickly i think so i think if you have balance you know you play it for a few minutes here and then it's pretty fun oh god was that zombie dancing um what was i going to say i play animal crossing pocket camp less I think that one got a little a little repetitive for me this is a f- extremely long sequence I mean this must s- in the script it probably said the characters fight the zombies and then in parentheses 30 minute sequence This movie is surprisingly, it feels long for a 90-minute movie. It's probably those stupid ads.
movie's very bad. What else can I talk about? Um, I'm kind of, I'm a little, I'm not going to say bored of the Switch. But I have picked up the Switch a few times lately and I don't really know what to play. I enjoyed Kirby's Dream Buffet for a little bit and I plan on playing it again. But just lately, I, I sometimes it's, I'm sure I have a problem with this, but it feels more enjoyable browsing what new games I can play. This is a really quick, stupid montage just to fill in the movie. You don't even know what's really going on. Oh, my God. Oh god. Earlier earlier in this movie I thought the cap I think I thought the captain was named MacGyvers. But his name's Captain Kirk, is it not? Um You know Actually, I don't know why I just said I, you know, I had nothing else to say. I was just trying to think of something else to think, talk about, but I don't know. We're at 59 minutes in the movie. We have about 30 minutes left. Who knows how many ads we have left. Um... You know, earlier today, I was I was at home doing nothing, wasn't sure what to do, and I thought to myself, why don't I try to do a commentary episode and record an episode? So I got Audacity ready, I got Wikipedia ready, I got everything ready, and I brought two beers up to my office slash drum room here. And I cracked one open, and I was like seconds before I was going to start recording. I cracked cracked open a beer. And then my mom texted me. She's like, do you feel like having pizza for lunch? I'm like, yes. But my issue was I had an open beer. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So I googled, can you drive after one beer? And after doing three seconds of cursory research, here's the ads. Um, Seven ads. Got to mute that. So most people said it's fine, you can drink. This is how much you can drink and still drive fine. Um, uh, Some people said one drink is fine, da-da-da-da-da-da. I was I think I was a little more concerned about how I would feel about driving and not necessarily getting in trouble but like am I going to feel okay because I've never done it I've never drank and then driven like seconds later and then I saw one article one headline that said science states that there is no amount of al- alcohol that is safe 
I'm like, okay, I'm a little overreaction much. But I, I drank the beer right quick, as they say. And then I drove. It was fine. It was no problem. Went to an Italian restaurant in town that I, we've passed by 80 billion times but have never been into. It's called Joe's Italian. I got the fettuccine Alfredo with um, shrimp. And it was good. Um, is this entertaining for anyone? No? Okay. That's fine. We are on ad four of seven. Um, I'm feeling kind of tired. You know, I finally recorded a video for my drum channel yesterday. And... I'm happy about it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's quality. I'm I'm just happy I got it done. And you know, that's one of the that's one of the struggles of people, you know, being consistent posting and produ and making creating content. But I'm glad I finally did it. The video will probably suck. The vi probably get no views, no comments. Probably people will make fun of how fat I am and how ugly I am. But at the same time, there is a. a we're back to the movie. <laughs> the lady sheriff, the the guy, I think amputated her legs, and I'm guessing she died because there was a cloth over her half body. Um, I guess I should unmute this, although I wish I could. I wish I didn't have to. Um, the main characters are kicking zombies. What was I talking about? Um, Italian food, shrimp. I lost my train of thought. God damn it. Um, I've decided randomly that I am going to, for the rest of my life, I'm going to aspire to be a voice actor. Now, I don't mean that I'm going to become a voice actor or work hard towards it or put any effort into it. I'm just saying that for the rest of my life, until I die, I'm going to be an aspiring voice actor. Not a voice actor, an aspiring voice actor. So I'm never going to succeed. I'm probably never going to audition because I hate the sound of my voice. And I, I actually feel sorry for anyone who is subjected to the sound of my voice. So someone with that amount of low self-esteem and depression and anxiety uh, they're not going to succeed at anything much less uh sorry i got distracted by this lady um so for the rest of my life i'm going to be a an aspiring voice actor but again not a successful one aspiring um, I have a DVD on my shelf 
it's adventures in voice I, be, I believe it's called adventures in voice acting there's a ton of voice actors on it a ton of good stories and there's that documentary that I think it's called I Know That Voice. Um, John John DiMaggio made it, I think. I want to see if it's available to to watch or buy. Um, I'm gonna um, Prime Video. You, I can watch it free with ads on Freevee, so there's an option. I wish I wish you could buy the. You got a white douche making out with the black girl, on the screen. Um, I wish I could buy the DVD or something. I guess they didn't print much, many copies, but. I have the Adventures in Voice Acting. DVD, which is from a long time ago. Um, again, that's my point. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying I'm gonna put effort. I'm just saying, I own a a voice acting DVD. That's the extent of my effort, and that's the extent of my life owning things. I don't know why this movie is still going. Um. You got bad actor Orlando Bloom. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm I'm listening to his voice and like I can see the efforts there, but you you got to you got to call it what it is. This is bad acting. Oh god. You have time to squeeze in a kiss in here? We have 25 minutes left. I hope there's like 10 minutes of credits at this so we can end this early. I'm sure there's 50 more ads on this thing before we get out clean on this. Um... Who's your favorite voice actor? You know, um, Steve Bloom always comes to mind because I loved his... His performance as Spike Spiegel is perfection to me. It's subtle. It's amazing. It's perfect. It's great. Um, I love it. I haven't really followed his career outside of that. I've I have heard his voice a bunch. I know he did Wolverine a couple times. Um I know he does a bunch, but really I it's just Spike Spiegel. 
his performance, like, it's almost like Nuff said, Spike Spiegel, Nuff said. You know, another voice actor I used to like was Vic Mignana, which unfortunately he got into some issues with multiple sexual assault allegations. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much because I, I don't know the truth. Um, I think most people don't know the truth, but it's whatever's happened. It's unfortunate. Kind of puts a stain on on him as a person and his reputation. So I'm not going to list him, but I. After I saw um, Cowboy Bebop, I think the next anime I watched was Generator Gall. And no one talks about Generator Gall ever. But I would consider it one of my favorite anime, even though I don't really watch a lot of anime. It kind of begins and ends with Cowboy Bebop for me. But I do enjoy Generator Gall a lot. And his performance is, is, you have to call it what it is, it's amazing. He is really good as Gaul. Um, and it's unfortunate that he's he's in hot water. I, I don't know what to believe. Like, I made that bonus episode with Saves the Day. It's like, Saves the Day, I can't, I want, I love his music so much that I, I want him to, to repent and, and heal and I want all parties to heal and move on. With Vic, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with being like. Seems like a creep. Next. Um, but I don't know the story. No one knows the story. This girl's name is Ona Grower. Um. She, her last movie was Come to Daddy in 2019, a black comedy thriller film directed by Ant Timpson and written by Toby Harvard, starring Elijah Wood. She's had a, looks like a hefty TV career. Her last credit is Christmas Princess which was a TV movie from 2017. Um, I hope she's doing well. Let's look at her Wikipedia page. She was in a TV movie playing Lisa in Dying for a Good Grade. You know, I get sad sometimes when I'm like, you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, this girl's hot or this girl's a good actress or whatever. And then you look at her IMDb and it's like her last two credits are from 2019 and a TV movie from 2021. I hope she's still doing something. Um... 
Oh boy. Clint Howard. Salish. I guess it's not pronounced Salish. I'm dead already. See you in hell, boys. All right. There's 20 minutes left. I'm sure there's at least two to three more ad breaks left on this thing. Um... I don't know what else to fucking talk about. Um, today is August 25th, as I mentioned. And the Cowabunga Collection is coming out on most platforms on August 30th. And full disclosure, I bought, I purchased two copies. Uh, not to have two copies, but one I I, pre- I pre-ordered on Amazon, and I was just afraid that it wasn't gonna come, you know, maybe because one time it said we couldn't charge your card, so we're canceling your order, and I was like, what the fuck? You couldn't ask me to change my card or update my card, you just canceled the order. So there's that. And then you never know with availability, you know. So a couple weeks ago, I saw that it was available for pre-order on Walmart, so I pre-ordered it there. And and as of today, there still might be issues with the delivery of the game. But anyway, I, I, I want one for myself. And if the second one does come, I plan on giving it to my godson. Hopefully he will enjoy it. Oh, I'm I'm talking about the the special edition, hundred fifty dollar version of the game. What the fuck? And um, I. Oh God, some more slow mo. I don't have a lot of money, but I have a lot of credit card debt, and I'm very very bad with money. So, oh my God, these effects. I'm surprised this movie exists, A, feels this long, B. Um, I don't know if this was a good idea to do a commentary of a movie I've never seen before. Because I'm not really paying attention to it. Although I don't want to pay attention to it because of what I've seen. It's bad. But I don't know.
Orlando Boo. So let's see who's left. We got Orlando Bloom. We got the black girl. I'm sorry for calling her the black girl, but she she is a black girl, so. Um, and then we got the white girl, I guess. This movie's terrible. We got the swamp things coming out of the walls. Um... What else is there? Okay, so the black girl knows Kung Fu, it seems like. This is not explained. It's not explained why she is sacrificing herself. For the two whites. Who the fuck is this bitch? There's a mysterious hooded character. Oh my god. Who's Greg? Um, Will Sanderson as Greg. His name is not clickable on Wikipedia. I don't know what this hooded character is doing. This room reminds me of Higarashi. Okay, he just pulled a a Mission Impossible stunt where he was posing as Greg, but he was wearing a Greg mask. I don't know who this guy is. His face looks like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh God, no more flashing back. It's about 13 minutes left. Um I don't know what to talk else to talk about. I'm just I feel kind of exhausted. Oh yeah, voice actors. Um can't think of any because I don't 
Who's the girl? Um, I'm forgetting her name, but she played Ash, Princess Ashelia in Final Fantasy Twelve. Um, Kari Walgren. I like her work. I like her work. Her work quite a bit. You know, um, in Final Fantasy twelve, there was a character. Oh, we got more ads. Nine ads. Oh boy. In Final Fantasy twelve, there was a character named Pinello, and I wanted to name my new kitty cat Pinello. But my wife wanted a name because they're sisters, two girls. She wanted to name them Lili and Lala, so we ended up going with Lili and Lala. But Lala almost was named Pinello. But I like Lili and Lala fine. Lili and Lala are doing fine. I just got them spayed. It felt like an eternity keeping their cones on. And at various points during the week, actually it's it was supposed to be two weeks, 14 days. And, you know, they scrambled out of the cones frequently. And, you know, we feel bad for them because obviously it's uncomfortable. And they want to lick themselves and scratch themselves, but I kept googling online like how long does it how long does it take for a spay wounds to heal or spay incisions to heal and I kept reading fourteen days, so I'm like, I don't want to risk it, so it felt like a really long time, but they survived, and they're happy and uh, i'm um Glad I have two new kitties. I love them. Um, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Oh, March, April, May, June, July, August. They're about. Wait a minute. March, April, May, June, July, August. They're only five months old. I didn't realize how young they were. March, April, May, June, July, August. They're five months old. Um, also Final Fantasy 7 remake I really like the the voice but we're back into the movie Grenade I don't think if I paid attention to this movie I don't think I would enjoy it I'll just be honest but I can't really say for sure, you know, but that voiceover at the top was terrible and um what's his face? Christian Christian 
Cody Christian. I was unfamiliar with him prior to playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I think he's perfect in the role of Cloud. I think he's very good. He's a very good actor, and his voice fits the part really well. And, you know, I I used to think that Steve Burton was really good as Cloud. He is really good as Cloud. But now when you compare the two... Steve sounds a little too almost like it's hard to explain but a little too buff a little too burly a little too deep maybe I I like how Cody Christian's voice sounds a little more youthful and young for his part um and maybe that fits because Advent Children was 2 years after Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy VII Remake is supposed to be two years prior Advent Children. So maybe it fits. Um, and I was a huge Rachel Lee Cook fan who, like, the fact that they cast Rachel Lee Cook as Tifa was, it really hit me in a sweet spot. I was like, man, they picked my favorite woman to voice my favorite woman. Um but I love Brit, and then I I remember being very upset when they recast the voices for the game. I'm like, you had a perfect cast. Why would you recast them? And then when I heard the new voices, I I loved them. I I really loved the new voices. Um, I loved Brit Baron as Tifa. Um, I I have to say that George Newbern was the perfect Sephiroth, though. He, his voice is, it's perfection as Sephiroth. Oh, boy. I like that effect, if I can say one good thing about this movie. Her stepping on that face, on that head. You can see her nips through that shirt. Just thought I'd point that out. We're at 123 in the movie. Eight minutes left. Please let the credits start rolling. Por favor, Dios mío. Give me the credits. Oh, God. There's a denouement. We got a helicopter in the mix. Orlando log flume. I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. This also reminds me of Resident Evil.
God. More voiceover. He said, God ain't love a bitch. What the fuck does that mean? Um, All right, the credits are rolling, finally. There's some more shitty rap rock. Oh. I don't know if this was a good idea or not. I'm I'm assuming, well, this whole podcast and my whole life is actually a bad idea when you think about it, or even when you don't think about it. Um, <coughs> I guess that's all I have. I hope, I hope you are well. I hope you're doing better than I am. I hope your pets are well and healthy and thriving. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends and family. Don't abandon your friends. Um, summer's almost over, I guess. September's just around the corner. Thanks for listening. Um, if you like Final Fantasy VII, please check out youtube.com slash odd drummer gaming if you like drums and video games please check out youtube.com slash drum j8 um, house of the dead is is not a good movie I, I i hope you don't watch it i don't recommend it thank you for listening and say hi to your pets for me <laughs>